Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight, the FBI bombshell, the search warrant executed on a former president's home. Agents seizing boxes, including what are believed to be classified documents, and accessing his safe. Donald Trump defiant as the GOP comes to his defense. CBS's Major Garrett is in Florida with the new details. What we're learning about the FBI's investigation and CBS's Robert Costa on what it all means. An arrest in Albuquerque. Police have a primary suspect in the killings of four Muslim men. The chip crunch. After critical supply chain shortages, President Biden gives U.S. chip makers a multi-billion dollar boost. How long will it take for the U.S. to catch up? CBS's Meg Oliver reports it's easier said than done. How complex is it to make these microchips? It is extremely complex. And moving on. Tennis great Serena Williams serves up a surprise announcement saying she's ready to focus on her family. I can't do this forever. Sometimes you just want to try your best to enjoy the moments. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. I'm Jerika Duncan in for Nora. Tonight, there are new details about the unprecedented FBI search of former President Donald Trump's Florida home. What we're learning about the investigation that's focused on his potential mishandling of what could be classified material. Sources tell CBS News that the FBI was met by Trump's attorneys along with the Secret Service. It is the first time in American history that a search warrant has been issued on a former president. And given the political implications, approval came from the very highest levels of the Department of Justice. White House officials say President Biden had no prior knowledge of the search and current FBI director Christopher Wray was appointed by Trump five years ago. CBS's Robert Costa is here in studio, but we begin tonight with CBS's Major Garrett 
with all the details from Palm Beach, Florida. Good evening, Major. Tarika, good evening. A Trump lawyer who was at Mar-a-Lago yesterday told us the FBI pretty much arrived in full force with agents and personnel numbering more than 30. They brought a box truck for document removal. The search, this lawyer told us, targeted three rooms, the former president's bedroom, his office, and a storage room. The FBI executed a search of Mar-a-Lago, former President Trump's primary residence, around 10 a.m. Monday. Two sources told CBS News investigators seized boxes and paper documents, but no electronics. The Secret Service maintains a constant presence at the former president's home and facilitated the FBI's entry. Authorities also opened Trump's safe. At least two of Trump's attorneys were present during the search. That's right. Another day in paradise. This was a strange day. You probably all read about it. The documents are believed to contain classified information. Trump and federal investigators had been in negotiations over the records and the FBI visited Mar-a-Lago in June. Mishandling classified materials is potentially criminal. Federal law requires presidential records to be turned over to the National Archives. It is not known what documents were taken by federal authorities Monday. The Justice Department has so far declined to comment. As night fell Monday, pro-Trump protesters gathered outside Mar-a-Lago. More assembled there today. What do you think will be the practical political reaction for people who favor or support former President Trump after yesterday? I think he will win in a landslide in 2024. Trump was not home, but released a statement alleging that he was a victim of a politicized Justice Department. A sentiment echoed by former Vice President Mike Pence, who said the appearance of continued partisanship by the Justice Department must be addressed. Congressional Republicans rushed to Trump's defense. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said Republicans would investigate Attorney General Merrick Garland's role in the FBI search. What the hell are these people doing? South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham spoke to Trump today and called the search of Mar-a-Lago suspicious and dangerous, yet helpful to the president's political fortunes. One thing I can tell you is that I believe he was going to run before. I'm stronger in my belief now. Trump, eager to portray himself the victim, sent out two fundraising texts to supporters. Speaking of money, in a separate development, a federal appeals court ruled Democrats on the House Ways and Means Committee can obtain former President Trump's personal and business tax return, something Trump argued unsuccessfully Congress had no legitimate right to pursue. Later tonight at his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, Trump will huddle over dinner with more than a dozen conservative House Republicans. Jerika? Major Garrett Force in West Palm Beach tonight. Thank you. For more on the possible criminal and political implications of this FBI search, let's bring in CBS's Robert Costa. Uh, Robert, good evening to you. What sort of implications does this have for a potential run for uh, the former president, which is looking at a possible bid in 2024. It could speed up his decision on 2024. CBS News has learned tonight that many top Republicans on the Trump side of the party are calling him saying, get in now, consolidate the base around you, block out rivals from running and complicate life for the Justice Department, become a federal candidate even while you might be under federal investigation. Others are saying, hold off, wait, see how this develops. And, and Donald Trump has endorsed nearly 200 uh, candidates already since he left office. Uh, what are Republicans saying in reference to him being this sort of de facto leader by some? Some would say that that's what he is in the party. He is the leader of 
a wing of the party, but the party isn't universally behind him. As Major said, about a dozen House Republicans are going to be in New Jersey tonight rallying at his side. But Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell today, quiet, silent, didn't want to weigh in, wants to see how this all develops. That's the mood inside the Senate GOP in some quarters. Wait to see how this plays out because they know that Trump is still a risk for the party in many ways. But at the same time, so many in the party are ready to aggressively go after the Justice Department in 2023. Should Republicans win the House majority this fall, House Republican Jim Jordan and others preparing investigations, political war on the horizon. All right, Robert Costa for us tonight. Thank you. Now to some breaking news. The manhunt in Albuquerque, New Mexico is over. Police say they have made an arrest in the killings of four Muslim men whose deaths sparked fear in Muslim communities nationwide. CBS's Omar Villafranca is there. Tonight, the manhunt in Albuquerque is over. This crime uh, felt, made our community feel like he was under attack. Authorities announcing they have arrested Mohammed Saeed, 51, after finding evidence that ties him to the murders of two Muslim immigrants. And this is the kind of work, this collaboration, that yields real results. Uh, this is law enforcement and all partners at their best. Investigators are charging Saeed with two counts of homicide and are investigating other charges related to the other two murders. Authorities say they matched gun casings from the crime scenes with the gun found at Saeed's home. Police say the suspect may have known the victims to some extent and describe an interpersonal conflict that may have led to the murders. As we know, over the last few days, our community has been rocked to its core by the loss of members from our Muslim community. The break in the case comes after four men were shot in ambush-style attacks, three in the last two weeks and one in November. 25-year-old Naeem Hussein was shot Friday just hours after attending funeral services for Muhammad Afzal Hussein and Aftab Hussein, who were killed in similar attacks. Last year, 62-year-old Muhammad Zahir Ahmadi was murdered in a similar style attack. Tonight's arrest ends the cloud of fear that gripped this tight-knit community, but police say the investigation continues. There is still a lot of work that needs to be done. There's still a lot of evidence that needs to be verified. This case is not resolved until we have a successful prosecution and people are held accountable. Police credit the Muslim community for sending in hundreds of tips that led to an arrest. And even though a suspect is in custody, they don't plan on stopping those increased patrols around mosques and Islamic centers. Jerika? Omar Villafranca in Albuquerque. Thank you. We turn now to the end of an era. Tennis great Serena Williams says she is evolving away from the sport she has redefined for the last 23 years. Williams tells Vogue magazine that this month's U.S. Open will likely be her last. Here's CBS's Jamie Ucas. Phenomenal. <laughs> Incredible. She's one of the greatest tennis players ever. But yesterday's win was Serena Williams' first in over a year. Post-match, Williams seemed playful. Well, I guess there's just a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I know you're joking, but can you? I'm not joking. Then, just hours later, came this bombshell essay in Vogue, where Williams writes, I've been reluctant to admit that I have to move on from playing tennis. It comes up, and I start to cry. Next month, Williams will turn 41. Her mind, her spirit, would love to keep playing. But she realized her body is just saying, I'm done. I don't think that the benevolence was like first and foremost in her mind. Oh, let's let the younger generation, because she would love to crush them. 
Having grown up before our eyes, Williams has won 23 Grand Slams, including six U.S. Open titles and seven Wimbledon championships. On the court, Williams is a superstar. Off the court, she's a brand. Forbes puts her net worth at $260 million, and she's used her influence to speak out on civil rights and motherhood and just how it feels to miss a major milestone. She took her first steps. I was training and missed it. I cried. Her daughter Olympia greeted Serena after Monday's match. Moving toward the end of her storied career, she boils it down to just one word. Freedom. The news bringing lots of reaction. Tennis great Billie Jean King credits Williams with inspiring a new generation of players and fans, raising the global profile of the sport. Williams' husband posted late today that Serena's story is just starting. Jerika. Yeah, Jamie, a lot of people wishing her the best and looking forward to seeing that next chapter. Thanks. Back here in Washington, President Biden signed the bipartisan $280 billion CHIPS Act to boost the manufacturing of semiconductors in the United States. A severe chip shortage has added to the supply chain slowdown and helped fuel inflation. CBS's Meg Oliver takes an in-depth look at fixing the chip crisis. Tonight, U.S. chip makers got a boost to their assembly lines. We need to make these chips here in America to bring down everyday costs and create jobs. The legislation will provide $52 billion in subsidies and tax credits for chip manufacturing in the U.S. and more than $200 billion for scientific research. Global Foundries is one of the largest chip makers in the country. How big is this facility? That's a, a give or take about seven football fields. At this high-tech facility, everything looks yellow. Special lighting is used to protect the delicate production of microchips. Christopher Belfi is equipment so engineering is manager. How complex is it to make these microchips? They're in everything we use, phones, TVs, cars. It is extremely complex, and as the demand on capability increases, so does the complexity. The chip shortage is a growing crisis. They help power everything from appliances like refrigerators to gaming consoles and weapons. The U.S. relies heavily on East Asia for chips. We don't want to rely on foreign entities to be able to give us the, the brains and the guts of what drive our everyday vehicles, devices, our cell phones. Experts warn the lack of production in the U.S. poses a national security risk. Tom Caulfield is the CEO of Global Foundries. What stage are we at in this chip shortage? It takes years to put capacity on. Um, and I think for the better part of the next five to, to ten years, we'll be chasing supply in this industry, not demand. The U.S. only produces about 12 percent of the world's chip supply, and it will take years to ramp up production here, which means for now Americans will still have to pay higher prices on everything from appliances to cars. Jerika? Got to start somewhere. Thanks, Meg. The pain at the gas pump is easing, but is the relief here to stay? We'll show you when we come back in 60 seconds. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop. Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. 
As the summer driving season winds down, Americans are finally seeing relief at the pump. The average price of gas has fallen for more than 50 straight days. The national average is on the verge of going below $4 a gallon for the first time since March. Here's CBS's Errol Barnett. It's a miracle. I was really stressed out. Around the nation. I'm thrilled. A lot better. Relief has finally arrived. It means I put more money away in the bank. Tonight, nearly half of the country, mostly in the South and Midwest, is seeing gas below $4 a gallon, partly due to increased oil supply and fears over a global recession. But American drivers can also thank each other. When inflation hit 9.1% in June, its highest level since 1981, gas prices were a major component, with fuel making up nearly half of the increased costs. AAA found most Americans changed their driving behavior as a result. We know that 75% uh, of the people said they would change their lifestyle when it hit $5. And our survey, the, our follow-on survey seems to mirror that. You know, 65% of the people said I've made a, a change in my lifestyle. Since June, energy demand measured through gasoline deliveries has been dropping steadily. It's now at lower levels than in June of 2020 during pandemic lockdowns. However, weather events could reverse this trend. We are entering the heart now of hurricane season and a hurricane barreling through the Gulf Coast, hitting all the areas where there's oil production as well as oil refining capacity, that uh, can cause problems. Now, the big question is, how long will this last? Well, the good news is gas prices are forecast to hover at or below $4 a gallon for the rest of the summer. But the bad news here is that the energy markets are volatile. In fact, crude oil prices jumped up more than a percent today. So, Jerika, if you do have a fuel tank, fill them as much as you can. Absolutely. Thank you, Errol. Up next, the new plan to vaccinate more people against monkeypox using less vaccine. Tonight, the FDA signed off on the Biden administration's plan to stretch out its limited supply of monkeypox vaccine. This will allow shots that use only one-fifth of the usual dose. The idea is to inject a smaller dose closer to the skin where more cells can take in the vaccine. Experts say this method has worked with other vaccines. Well, a grand jury in Mississippi today declined to indict the white woman whose accusation set off the lynching of Emmett Till nearly 70 years ago. Carolyn Bryant Dunham, now 88, initially claimed that Till made unwanted advances towards her at her family's grocery store. It led to the brutal torture and lynching of the 14-year-old. The prosecutor said the grand jury found insufficient evidence to charge Dunham. While well, still ahead, we remember Lamont Dozier, who co-wrote dozens of Motown classics. Tonight, dramatic video of a small plane making a crash landing on a Southern California freeway. Watch as the plane narrowly avoids hitting cars on the 91 freeway in the city of Corona, just southeast of Los Angeles. The plane caught fire after slamming down. Luckily, there were no serious injuries. Well, Motown hitmaker Lamont Dozier has died. The Detroit native was part of the legendary songwriting team behind dozens of classics, including Stop in the Name of Love, You Can't Hurry Love, Heat Wave, and Baby Love, just to name a few. 
Dozier was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Songwriters Hall of Fame. He was 81. We'll be right back with a wrestling program that's helping kids on and off the mat. Finally tonight, a sports program in Chicago is going to the mat for kids from underserved communities, teaching them how to be champions in competition and in life. Here's CBS's Charlie DeMar with tonight's Unifying America. Where Roy Phelps lives, wrestling has a bit of an image problem. There aren't many black people or people of color. He's from Chicago's South Side. Two of my best friends were killed due to gun violence. But everything changed for him when the 15-year-old found wrestling through a group called Beat the Streets. I want to be better than I was at the beginning of the day, and I thought wrestling was a way that helped. The program uses one of the world's oldest sports to teach lessons kids can use on and off the mat. Mike Powell runs the Chicago chapter. What is a success for you? Creating life champions. A life champion to us is somebody who has changed them, their lives, the way they function, the, their, their futures, right? When it comes to diversity, wrestling lags badly behind other college sports. A recent survey found about 7% of Division I wrestlers are black, compared to 48% of players in football and 56% in basketball. Being a minority in any sport is very different. You kind of don't know your place. Ed Ruth won three NCAA championships at Penn State. Now he shows young wrestlers of color what's possible. What I'm doing is actually making a difference. That's got to make it worth it for you. That makes it worth it. Roy Phelps is already seeing the results. Charlie DeMar, CBS News, Chicago. Life champions, I like that. Well, that is tonight's CBS Evening News for Nora O'Donnell and all of us here. I'm Jerika Duncan in the nation's capital. Have a wonderful evening. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.